target. Maximum firepower. Uh, welcome to the Brace for Impact podcast, sponsored by Hondo's Command Token Emporium, where we give you a pair of tokens, your opponent gets the leftovers. It's not unfair, that's just business. This episode, we will quickly recap our latest tournament matches, talk about the Thermal Shields upgrade and how you should approach it, as well as review a couple of lists uh, given to us by fellow Armada channel Downsize It. Um... And then the show notes also we've got here an update. We are, we already we already went over this one in the last episode, right? The people yeah, who think that yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. I'm still on board with the product in hand somewhere in the world by the end of 2021. Really? You're oh, still yeah. on board with that? Oh yeah. It's almost August. You don't want to come over to the the reasonable and intelligent product conservatives side. So. It's, it's never too late to change, man. Well, I can't change. I am the banner holder. No, the... you're the banner holder. So if you fall, everyone falls. I think that's the case, yeah. What happens if everyone falls and they all come over to, to there's no product this year? Do you do we well, just automatically okay. I mean, I build your list? I mean and and you just you just so, eat the loss? No. So like it's here's the thing. Like Let's say it gets to uh, October, right? And there's not even an announcement, mm -hmm. right? Like there's not gonna be. I'll just, let's just say, right, as a theoretical. Tim doesn't think there's going to be product till 2023. I know. So let's <laughs> say that there's nothing, you know, and it's October, right? I'm going to know at some point before, you know, December 31st that, like, it's not happening, right? But I can't just switch sides, right? I made a deal. I'm committing to that. So mm. once January 1st happens, if I lose, you know, I lost. But I didn't switch sides. I didn't change my mind. Well, anyone else can switch sides. <laughs> if, if you're if you're over on the you're, you're the mentally disturbed conspiracy idealist that think there's going to be product this year, 2021, you can just put in the comments that you've you've seen the error of your ways. You know that there's no way that AMG can do it. Yeah. And you just want to switch sides like, and like, I'll put you on the list. Here's the thing. AMG's going to come out and do something crazy like put out a new like like 6x3 mat or something. <laughs> that will count. I know it will. I, will, I, I know. I will count that. Dude, if I know. they anything, anything with an AMG sticker on it that's for Armada, that counts. Yeah, I agree. They can, they can re-release like, what I'm saying. Like, like a hard sell just in like a new like package? just separate yep. the a, a new package, yep. anything, yep. any product, yep. and it counts. Yep. I don't think they'll be able to do it. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I believe in them, but I don't. I'm getting nervous. All Dude, right. Like I honestly, I think AMG getting uh, the Star Wars games. It's better for like Legion than for Armada and X-wing, right? Why? What do you mean why? What do you do you not like watch their fucking turnout rate for Marvel Crisis Protocol? It's fucking obscene. I've never seen any release schedule like this in my entire goddamn life for any game ever. Yeah. It's ridiculous. How do they keep do they just pump out characters like it's nothing? Are the rules the same for every character? I don't know. It could be. I um I don't know. 
But I'm ready for segment one. Let's talk oh, about okay. this tournament. Let's talk about this tournament. This was what, last week? Yeah, it was last week. This tournament? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we had a tournament last week. Yeah, a bunch of people came. That's true. What did you bring? For the tournament, uh, I brought the Reckless Jedi list, um, which is a Republic list with a Venator, Acclimator, and a Pelta. And the Venator has um, the Spot Cannon, which I think is... Uh, I think this build is probably like the best way to run a Venator as like a like a battleship as opposed to like a carrier. So it's Clone Captain Zack, Ordnance Experts, Spot Cannon, and then you got external racks, um, and then like an optional XI7 if you want to be even more annoying. Um, XI7 is kind of only um, nice to have, not need to have, um, and I'll talk about why in a second. But basically, with the with the Venator here. You want to run it um, and drop the spot cannon out of the side arc rather than the front arc. Because you already have six dice out of the front arc. Kind of hold back, drop the cannon, and you can shoot, you know, five blue at a little bit longer than, than long range with it. I think it's like a, a couple centimeters or something. It's not, it's not quite that right. far. Like, uh, just barely out of long range. Right. But with Clone Captain Zack, right, so at long range, you can roll five blue, add an extra blue with Zack, and then concentrate fire another blue. Um, if they get into close range, then you can throw external racks um, in the mix. So, I mean, if you add it all together, right, five blue and a black is the base. Then you can Clone Captain Zack and X-Racks and concentrate fire and end up with five blue and five black out of the side arc. And then if they're uh, double arc, you got another six dice coming out of the front arc, and I would say very few things survive uh, the double the double shot like that. Um, the, yeah, I think I think if any of you have seen like one of our battle reports on YouTube, I think one of my providence just gets absolutely deleted. Yeah, from that. Yeah, and and at the tournament, just... it was like every time this guy shot, it was either. It was doing like eight or nine damage every shot. So Jesus, <clears throat> every shot or every activation? every shot with the cannon, oh not counting the front arc, <laughs> and the, not counting the front right, arc. Right. So, and, and the reason why I say XI sevens is nice to have is like when you're rolling five blue, like you're probably getting two hit, two crit, two accuracy, you know, like something like that. Like, obviously, like, that's six blue, but, like, it's 33% chance of everything, right? So if you're getting two accuracy, like, there's the evade, the redirect and the, and the brace gone, right? So XI7 becomes irrelevant if you block both, but it's nice to have against uh, ISDs with double redirects. It's nice to have against ECM. Um, Starhawks? You know, I've never shot at a Starhawk with a Venator, um, but... Really? That's actually a lie. But when I did shoot at the Starhawk, it was at speed zero. Um, oh, so, so it got fucking destroyed. Yeah. Um, and what you can do, it's like Zach is really flexible because if I roll my pool of five blue and a black and I don't get any accuracies, I can be like, you know what? Let me Zach another blue or concentrate another blue, right? Mm-hmm. 
And then X-Rax plus Ordnance Experts means, like, you know, you've got the potential for damage with Black Dice. It can really put a big hurting on. Uh, the rest of the list was basically Carrier Focused with an Acclimator with Boosted Comms, Flight Controllers, Navuda B, and Ahsoka. And then a Pelta with Clone Nav Officer, Bomber Command Center, Boosted Comms, and... Um, and uh, the title that lets you drop a command dial, which I decided uh, that is not that great. Um, it's not that great. Yeah, also, Bomber Command Center is not that great when Navuda B is around. Like, Navuda B is just a cheaper, better Bomber Command Center. So, like, the, yeah. you know, I used to think Republic not having ac- easy access to Bomber Command Center before the Pelta came out was like a big weakness, but like, just like Navuda B is so good. Like, I would probably, if I ran this list again, drop Bomber Command for an expanded hangar bay on the Acclimator just to get one more Nabu to be activation. Mm -hmm. And then uh, three V-19s, two ARCs, two two Y-Wings, and Anakin uh, with Precision Strike, Hyperspace Assault, and Volatile Deposits. Although I believe I was first player both games of the tournament. Uh, probably the best choice for the other player right you don't want to well i think that's what they're thinking is like you don't want to give 100 points of rebel or of republic squadrons like second player to like um be annoying with you know whatever but Mm -hmm. also like giving a venator with a spot cannon first player is like toxic as well that yeah so that is pretty toxic. Yeah, I, I won both my games. I think um, I ended up with a 10-1 and a 7-4 or something like that. Um, so I think I got ended up with second place in the tournament. Uh, it, it went pretty well. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. All you have to say. Mm-hmm. What do you think you would change from your list? Um, like just, just removing the title from that Pelta? Was it really that bad? Remove the title. Well, yeah, I mean... The cool thing about it was with Admiral Ularin, like if I want to repair a squadron, like I can decide right now and just have it happen. Yeah, because you essentially you basically the title says you place two command dials, yeah, two different ones, and you pick which one you want for that round, right? I mean, kind of, right? Yeah, I mean that, that's not terrible. No, it's that's not terrible, but I and just not repairing my squadrons enough. Like I just. Like I see that part of Yularen's, um, like ability. Is that part of Yularen even useful at all? Do you ever find yourself using it? I've used it a couple of times. It is useful. However, hmm. I think that, um, actually removing Bomber Command Center and going for like a parts resupply and just having the token sitting around for a hull point here or there is way better than dialing in engineering commands on ships that want to be pushing squadrons. Hmm. Yeah, that's, like that's like if I, if I flew this again, um, you know, basically... Maybe like a bad role for the Pelta? Basically, like, have the Pelta be clone nav officering squadron tokens to the rest of the ships, right? Because that part of Yularen is really crazy, where, like, you know, the acclimator with a token... Now it's five squadrons with Nabuta B, and that's why I was thinking, like, okay, like, save the points. Expanded hangar bay for six. Right. And, like, yeah. 
you know, and then the Pelta can also do, you know, activate another four, right? So I can activate ten squadrons just between the two of them with tokens. Like, that's the power of Yularen. Like, forget the repairs. Like, if someone does bring a, a list with its, where it's, like, a lot of enemy squadrons that I have to fight through, then, like, I have parts resupply to, like, you know, repair, like, one or two or three hull to, like, make the difference. But mm-hmm. I don't... I, I I flew also like a double Pelta list that was like more involved in trying to heal my squadrons um recently and it's just it's just overkill. Like they don't need the health. Like you're flying freaking like like Y wings and arcs with like six and seven health. Like if they're dying, like you're like you're you lost already. Like something went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think I do think what would be cool is like um, a Venator with Triumphant that has like a bunch of Y wings as like just defending it with a transponder net, and yeah. in that case, you are and healing them might be cool. Um, but I need to play around with a list like that first. Yeah, it seems like a bit a bit of a weird list. What did uh, What did you bring? So I brought. Uh... The immortality protocol for the tournament. So it's it's two recusants, uh, gilded ages, patriot fists, and a hard cell with uh, some screening fighters and uh, grievous commander. And the thing for this list was I wanted patriot fists, the kitted out ordnance experts, intel officer, swivel mount, assault concussion missiles, patriot fist recusant. You know the one that slings hella dice from from downfield yeah um and i wanted gilded ages but i wanted to push that to the max i wanted to see how many shields i can get on a recusant and the answer to that question was quite a fucking lot you can put quite a fucking lot of shields on on gilded ages because with uh the rules form coming out i saw that you can actually run your squadrons off the board to kill them to activate grievous which makes Grievous, I think, infinitely better than the way he was. Because I can decide when to evacuate a vulture from, from the fucking board and get a defense token back. So essentially for this list, I, I planned it out where after we put down command dials, I discard the redirect to move three shields to the front. So I got sh- six shields on the front of Gilded Aegis. And, you know, we do the turn. I use Wat Tambor on Gilded Ages to get to recover the shields that I just moved. And then at the end of the ship phase, move three more to another hull zone. So now I'm starting round two with six shields on the front, six shields on the side, zero shields on another side. And throw another vulture off. And you just recover them back with... uh, Reserve hangar decks. So you just run one off and recover it with reserve hangar hangar decks, and then run another one off and recover it. And it just it lets you start round two or three with six shields on the front, six shields on another hull zone, and five shields on another one. Yeah. And so you just have a fuckload of shields on one of your recusants. It's it's ridiculous. And I actually ran up against an acclimator with Yularen that had expanded hangar bays and boosted comms. So it was slinging six squadrons at me. 
And let me tell you, that does not feel good when you only have like 80 points of squadrons. And they're just, they're slinging six at a time at you. But anyway, so what I found with this list was you can get a fuckload of, of shields on Gilded Ages. That's cool. Uh, but it doesn't matter if they just don't attack it and they just kill everything else. Because even with Gilded Ages kitted out with the commander, Wat Tambor, who's an expensive officer, all of the other upgrades, it's still, it's not that it's like 110 points, you know? Not that expensive. Pretty cheap, actually, for a flagship. And Patriot Fist is obviously the high-priority target, so you get one shot off from Patriot Fist, maybe two, and then it dies, which is fine. But Separatist Unsupported Squadrons are weak as fuck, and so they kill your 80 points of squadrons, and then they just kill your hard cell, and then, then, then they win. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of building a fleet around this one specific interaction for Gilded Aegis, and then you do it, and they just are like, oh, well, we'll just ignore that part of your list and kill everything else. And it didn't really work out for me very well. I got fucking 11th place. So, didn't go quite as good as I thought it would. But I keep, I keep running Patriot Fist like it's a fucking ISD. Where I'm like, I'm just trying to cut it into the side. And just do a shitload of damage and everything's fine. Uh, but they just are like, well, I'll just throw all these Y-Wings at you. And then it's dead. And I'm like, ah, fuck, it sucks. Yeah. But both of my games went like that. And I just, like, I did, I did the combo with Gilded Ages. I put fuckload amount of shields on it. And they were just like, yeah, we're just not going to deal with that. That seems like a fucking problem. And killed everything else. <laughs> that was it. And I lost. But you can get a lot of shields onto Gilded Ages. With, with General Grievous. So. Do you think maybe running Gilded Aegis with another ship that's a little bit tougher? More like a Providence? Mm, yeah. No. Because here's the thing. Here's what I'm really irritated about with Separatist uh, right now. If you do that, you have like 40 points that you can't spend. Yeah. You can't get another activation. It's two ships... And some squadrons, and that's it. No flotillas. Hard cell won't fit. This is too expensive. You, so you have do you run two ships. Gilded Ages as a light destroyer or a support? Light destroyer, yeah. I was thinking about running as a support, but I don't know. I think that one's more like leaning towards a carrier. You know? But yeah, I don't know. Sucky. I mean, I had fun. It, it was really cool to like put all the shields onto the Gilded Ages and make everything work. And, you know, at least knowing that you can fly your squadrons off the board to trigger Grievous is cool. I mean, now you can like stick to the edge of the board and then, you know, just spend your brace with impunity. And when you need to back fly a fucking squadron off the board, fucking great. That's, that's fucking really cool. I like that. But 
for this tournament at least, didn't really work out. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. All right. Uh, so let's move on into segment two. Uh, the yeah. thermal shields segment. Thermal shields. So what made you pick thermal now we're making shields? This a whole th we're making this a whole fucking segment because I have never seen a card that was so controversial. Really? And I, was, I wanted to talk about it because it's, you know, pretty rules intensive. But as I was creating this segment, I was like, let me see, you know, what is affected by thermal shields and then what can kind of like, you know, counter it kind of thing. And I don't think any card in all of Armada affects as many cards as Thermal Shields does. Really? Like, Thermal Shields, by existing, makes at least, like, 20 cards worse. I think it was designed to make a bunch of those cards worse, right? Is that okay? Sure. It's like balance, sure. right? It's like, it's like balance instead of adjusting points, like you... You put print new content that like that like shifts. Uh, it's kind of like the interaction between XI seven and um, um, advanced, advanced projectors. Thank you. That like there was like this back and forth where like which one was the winner and like teching one or the other would like you know the more advanced projectors in your area like the more XI sevens you would want to take. Right. This is kind of like that where like thermal shields is really good. Um, but what it's bad against, right? If there's a ton of people running thermal shields, then like you'll see more people going for like external racks or clone captain Zach or um, Patriot Fist, right? Things that add dice to the pool after the fact. I would I would agree with that if it wasn't only clone warship. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Yeah. But anyway, thermal shields, you know, medium large ship. You can spend a brace if you do. Choose and remove half of the dice in the attack pool rounded down. Mm -hmm. So if there's Which five, you can only they get two. You, get, you can take away two. Anyway, <laughs> so you choose and remove half of the dice in the attack pool rounded yes. down. But it's. God, you're fucking me up with this ice, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, no more why? ice. No more we ice. talked about this. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like about to say something again. You're like... <laughs> it's so loud. <laughs> okay, so it's not quite as bad as I thought it was. Because I thought you round the amount of dice down. But whatever. We went over that. Why is this card so divisive? Because it's fucking obnoxious. Why? And because of how many cards it affects. Okay? Okay. So, you, the problem is the person who's defending gets to choose what dice are removed. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. So you can just completely lock someone out of a, out of a color of dice. Yep. So, like, for example, so if a Venator's front arc shoots you, a Venator 2, right, it's two blue, two black, two red. You can remove three dice and say no blacks or no blues. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no blacks, it's, no blues. it's wild. Which means there are certain upgrades that 
you can take that will just do nothing for you against the thermal shielded ship. And there, there are certain cards to, to like kind of mitigate the effect of thermal shields, but like there's not very many. Yeah. And not all factions get access to them. So like for Republic, it's Bone Captain Zack, and it's only out of your side. Basically, the only way to get around thermal shields is to add dice in your attack pool, because attack pool is not your battery armor. Yeah. So you roll your battery. Well, they they basically they remove the uh, the die before you roll. Right. And any card that says add it to your attack pool, you can do that after you're rolling. Right. So it basically avoids thermal shields. So clone captain Zach can do that only from your side. But if they've removed the a color, he cannot add it back. Exactly. Unless you have some other way of adding that color into the attack pool. Right. Like for clone gunners. You add a blue that way. Yeah. yeah. But you got to discard a token from another friendly ship. Blah, blah, blah. Add a, do- add a blue die set to the accuracy icon. So like swivel mount batteries says, while attacking a ship from that hull zone, add a die of any color from the adjacent hull zone's armament to your attack pool. Yeah. So how does that work with thermal shields? Same way I was just saying. So you roll, and then you can add swivel mount afterwards. Right. But you can add any die color. Yeah, that's in the other. And arc. then, then you would be able to uh, clone Captain Zack. Let's say you had two black, two red. They removed both blacks, but you roll the two red, and then you can swivel a black, like from your side if it's got a black on it, and then you can clone Captain Zack another black. You know. Right. Uh, but then you're only getting back to your normal battery armament. Right. And you've got to use two upgrade cards to do it. Yeah. There are other um, cards to help get around thermal shields, like quad battery turrets, adding a blue dice, slave turrets, adding a red die, um, Paragon, Defiance, Dominator, Devastator, right? Like all of those things. Yeah. But the main one, the best one, I think, oh, Akbar. is... Oh, uh, Ak- Ak- Akbar. does it, too? Yeah. Add- yeah. He adds to attack pool, not to battery? It may add two red dice to its attack pool. Wow. That's- Akbar is just so fucking good. I know. But anyway, the one I was talking about is the uh, external ranks, yeah. I think, is, is the, the main one to talk about, is attacking at close range to add two black die. Yep. Because they're always going to try to get rid of your black dice um, to like mitigate other crit effects, preventing or, APTs or whatever, or anything. Yeah. But I think external racks is better than APT and ACM now because of thermal shields. Oh right, yeah, definitely. It goes up in in power for sure. Because I mean, if they just remove all your black die when you're attacking, I mean, you could just go the whole game and not not be able to use your crit effect. Yeah, right. That's like... So I think ex- the whole point. External racks is a way better choice nowadays than, yeah. than any other. So there are a couple cards. Well, there are actually exactly two cards that just get absolutely shit on by thermal shields just because they have bad timing. And it's Intel Officer and Heavy Turbulizer Turrets. 
Yeah, well, Intel officer, I feel I feel like, see, here's the thing. I feel like Intel officer kind uh-huh. of deserved it, right? Because he's kind of a dick. Um, he is kind of a dick. That Intel officer is the dickest card. It's, it's just, it, it, I know it's seven points, but it just feels like it costs them nothing to just tell me that if I use my brace, I have to get rid of it. You know? Yeah. And, it's it's an awful card. And so, like, putting thermal shields on is just a giant middle finger to Intel Officer, which I love. Yeah. Heavy turbo laser turrets is like... Do people, I don't think anybody runs that, like, but it, it does get fucked by, by thermal Because they get to well. brace... Like, and not even care about heavy turbo right. laser turrets. That doesn't what an awful like... effect. It, like, wants to be thermal, or uh, XI-7s, and it's just dog shit. Why is it bad compared to XI-7s? Because they just brace. And it's fine. You just, it's, you just, all right, you here's, always here's just why. only brace. Here's why. It's not a good opener. Because then they just brace and take it on the shields. Okay? Yeah. XI-7s is really good as an opener because they can only move one. And, and even if, even if they take all the braced damage on their shields, you're probably getting hauled. I don't know why... Okay, so like XI-7s, no matter how many defense tokens you spend, you can redirect one, right? Why yeah. does heavy turbolaser turrets have the unless it is the only token spent? Like, why can't brace just only reduce the damage total by two, right? Because then everyone would always take heavy turbolaser turrets. It's, then it would be extremely better. But you don't have to make it more than one, right? You could say while attacking the brace cannot reduce the damage total by more than two. You know what I mean? Like, Still way better. Is it better than XI-7s then? Yeah. Uh, maybe. But the problem, the problem isn't how much it reduces. It's that it reduces it at all. Because then imagine running up against a Psymoon with heavy turbo laser turrets and XI-7s. Then you're fucked. <laughs> but, okay? they, but, no, but they could both be modifications. That's true. One of them should be a modification if if you had your way. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the fucking cards that don't give a shit about thermal shields. That are that add straight to Oh wait, no, not not the ones that don't give a shit. That, the ones that are fucked. These are fucked by, by thermal, thermal shields. shields. These are the ones that are fucked by it, yeah. So one of my favorite ion upgrades is high capacity ion turbines. What? Battery armaments for your left and right hole zones increased by one blue die. Woo! I love this one. It's amazing. Eight points. Why the fuck is it so expensive? What do you mean? It adds a blue die. It's so good. It's so good. But like, it's a little overpriced. <sighs> it's a little overpriced. It's a, it's Speaking so of overpriced expensive. expanded launchers, this is look. Whenever I see expanded launchers, I know I'm playing against someone who's new. Yep. Because it on paper it looks amazing, right? It looks so good. It's like battery armament of your front hole zone increased by two black die. Yeah. And guess how many points it is? 13. Right. You could have so three ships expensive. get X-Racks. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> six black die. <laughs> right. It's just, it's just like, here's the thing with expanded launchers. Like, how many times are you rolling black die out of your front hole zone? Right? Well, well, that's not really the problem. The problem is like, your opponent sees it. They're like, oh, expanded launchers on this ship? Oh, we'll just not be there. Right. 
the the thing with X-Racks is it's any any whole zone. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Add two. Add two. Four points, not thirteen fucking points. Yeah. Out of your front. Wow, expanded launchers is, could say the bad you like what if expanded launchers was a refreshable X racks for thirteen points? Would it be worth it? Yes. Like if it was like X racks, but you discard it and then refresh it at the end of the round, like with a concentrate fire token or something. Yeah, that would be worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I don't think it would be insane. I think it would be okay because you're not going to yeah, get it to go off okay. three times. Like three times, you're going to get it to go off. The problem maybe. with that, like, if it's like refreshable, then it would be capable, like clone nav officer and the, and all the other clone officers. That's fine. Then it's targetable by MS ones. Yeah, that's okay. I'm okay with that. And that's yeah, that's fine. But like. Then it would be fucking worth it. The problem is like, what? It's only the front hulls, right? God, that's so terrible. And then you got rapid Cause reload, like, cause spinal, what do you, what do you, enhanced armor, no, just going through the rest head. of them. We've talked enough about expanded launchers. They're, it's a card that is dead. They, they're, they're, yeah, it's too expensive, is, is what. But yeah, all the other ones, rapid reload, spinal armor, expand, enhanced armament, they get fucked by. Thermals, Be, because they specifically add to the battery armament, not the attack right. pool. So they, they get cut. Now, what I will say is, it depends on how big your battery armament is, whether or not it is upset by thermal shields. So, for example, if I have two blue die out of the side only, let's say, right, and I have high capacity ion turbines to make it three, right, thermal shields. Either way is just taking away one blue die. You know what I mean? Like it still yeah. gets its impact. It's when you have three blue die and you add a fourth blue die and then it goes to two blue die that you're like, wow, why did I, why did I do anything at all? I guess. Well, no, I, I think it always. It, yeah, because it's it rounded always, down. Right? It always so. it always adds one, but yeah, it's just thermal just fucks them yeah. so much. Like, can you imagine spending enhanced armament? 10 points, 10 points and then this like on like let's say it's like on two ships right and they just get fucking cut from thermal shields. for five points right for five points yeah. it's like sucky but the biggest thing the biggest thing that thermal shields does is lets you choose what die you're removing right so you can basically look at their ship see what kind of like upgrade cards they have with crit effects and just like take away those colors those. i know just take them away it's nuts it's right the worst acm is bodied APT bodied, fucking overload pulse. I mean, bodied, right? Yeah. Heavy ions. NK sevens. Basically, anything that says a color of die and crit, yeah, is completely fucked by thermal shields. Because even if your entire armament is a certain color, they just cut it in half. Right. So you get less chances. So your chances crit. of getting the crit is is reduced, especially for the fucking onager direct both of their their heavy turbo laser cannons wreck they deserve it i agree but like, they're both ignition red yeah so just take out all the reds can you take out every single red you can't but you can take out a lot of them and so even when they get like because you know the onager people who run onagers they they have the super heavy turbo laser beams and then they have that one weapons team that turns their die from an accuracy to a crit. And so they always get their crit. Now they get their crit, but 
both of, the, of them well I, I think the the blue one the composite beam turbo lasers counts how many crits you have and that's how much more damage you do right. all right well now you're like extra five damage has been cut to two damage right and so your 10 damage shot is now four so well like do people usually run the test bed or the star destroyer with the onager depends well the, i think both of them are viable the, but for different things the test okay so the star destroyer is three red two blue two black you could take away all the reds yeah and just take them all out <laughs> The and test they, bed you can't. They take can't away. use their seven fucking point upgrade. Yeah, the test bed you can't take away all. But the you can leave them with one. You can take out a lot. You can leave them with literally one red, right? Like, yeah, it's an extreme range, right? Like they only got reds, and you lose. Yeah, and you just evade this. I mean, you can't take away all. Or just yeah, take it. Like, it's like whatever. It's it's really it's really bad for the onager for sure. Completely crippling. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about some cards that are good against thermal shields? Fuck yeah. Okay. There's not many. The the big hitters are for Rebels and Empire, and it's uh, Shreve Surgav for Rebels. Never flown this guy before. Never flown him. Maybe you should. And Darth Vader for Empire. So Shreve and Darth Vader both remove upgrade cards, right? They like yeah. They like get on board the ship and like break something, right? So yep. Shreve for some reason is more expensive. And but more restrictive. Worse. <laughs> worse than I don't I don't get that at all. I mean Vader, I guess, is Vader, like so he's OP, right? But like what? But why is Shriv why is Shriv so much more expensive? He double the cost of Vader. Yeah. Can only hit certain upgrades. But he can hit the defensive retrofit. So if right. your rebel list is having a real real problem like cutting through thermal shields, like if you've got fucking MC-80 Defiance, and you really want to do some fucking damage, maybe put Shriv Sergav on, like, a hammerhead, pluck the thermal shields off of the fucking Venator or the Providence, and then just fucking slam them. Right, because you do it before you, know? you attack, right? Yes, Which is so great. they can't spend their thermals, and you just fucking destroy it. Yeah. Uh, and then Vader is a fucking great option, because you can put him on a Raider for three fucking points. Yeah, he's cheap as hell. Get him in there. It's, it's easy. Another great one is boarding troopers, because you can, you know, spend pat their brace, spend their brace, and then if they want to use thermals at that point, then they've got to fucking discard it, and then there you go. Right. Those are the three like raiding. Uh, it's not raid technically, but like they they get on board the enemy ship and do some. The boarding teams, yeah. The boarding teams, yeah. They're all good. Yeah. And then you have swivel mount batteries. Obviously, because you can just add a black or whatever. Die. You're adding a black with swivel mouse, right? You're not adding a fucking blue or a red, right? If you have a ever... black available, but... Um... What do you mean if you have that black available? You're putting this on a ship so that you can swivel a black. <laughs> you, don't put it on... I mean... you don't put it on a ship that doesn't have a black that you can swivel. Is that 100% true? I don't know. It's... I think it's 100% true. Like, like... Look, if... If anyone has a fucking build where you put swivel mounts on a ship, the eight point swivel mount, and you're not swiveling a black at long range. So the only ship that it, tell me what okay, it is. It, I mean, like you could put it on a console or cruiser, the charger, the red dice charger, mm -hmm. and that would give you three red out of the front. 
don't for know. eight points. But, but what you could do is swivel the blue to the side. I don't know. I don't know. Neither of these seem yeah, great. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Because so. because what I could do is just get spinal for one more point instead. Exactly. And then I or TRC or slave. Right, turrets. you're putting TRC on this, aren't you? Like I guess exactly. And then every other Republic ship has a black die on its side arc, except for the Venator two. But again, Swivel Mount's not going on a Venator 2 necessarily. You're putting that on the Venator 1 and running a spot cannon. Oh, no, you're not. Yeah, you're just running a spot cannon. You're not swiveling anything. Fuck that. Exactly. So. Okay. I'm glad we talked about that. XI 7s is another good one. Why? Well, because even if they cut your, your dice pool, then they can't redirect whatever is remaining. Like, even when you cut, like, let's say you cut an ISDs, you can still take 3 4 damage. Yeah. And then with XI sevens, then it shields down, baby. You can only take so much fucking damage on on a ship before you're fucking dead. That's before shields are down, you're fucking getting to haul, all right? That's true. XI sevens, one of my favorite cards, always helps with that. And then this last card absolutely fucks thermal shields over, and it's Mon Karen. Because of the timing. Because of the timing, Mon Karen. It just—it's all encompassing. While attacking a ship, the defender cannot spend more than one defense token during this attack. So if they choose to do thermals, that's it, baby. They're done. They're done. Can't redirect. No contain. No evade. Nothing. So this this see now I've been I've been thinking about building a a rebel list with um, an MC80, and like mm-hmm. I wonder how much like gobbledygook I could put on it to fuck a thermal up afterwards, right? Like you could put QBTs on there. XX9s. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I th- let's see let's see what nasty liberty we can make. Let's see let's see this. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up a fucking liberty. What do we want? With a fucking the battle cruiser, right? What battle cruiser? What the fucking Mon Karen? What the fucking motherfucking... We don't need XI-7s, right? Wait, you just put SW-7s on it, right? Yeah, you put F- SW-7s. Because you don't need accuracies. Yeah, they can't redirect anyway. They can't spend any tokens at all. I've, I've, if, you know, like, once they've spent their brace beforehand, which you can't accuracy anyway, like, that's it. You, you, do, you do spinals. And then... XX-9s? Yeah. That sounds good. You don't add sp- I mean, no, wouldn't you rather do QBTs than spinals because it adds the die that No. No, not QBT. Um yeah, QBT. Yeah, because spinal can be cut in half. Yeah, I don't I don't like anything that that um determines how fast that can go. Because mm, you want to go I don't fast. I like QBTs. I want to go fast. Do you do cake and a shoulder or or gunnery teams since you're already doing concentrate fires? Because mm. we got four reds. Ugh. Is there any other way for the rebels to fucking reroll? What about weapons battery techs? You get an accuracy, you turn no. it into more damage. You already have. It, I've already got SW7s on this shit. Why do I want to change it to a crit? Because you picked a battle cruiser, which means red dice. No, no. See, I would pick. Kaken? Either Kaken and Sholin or Gunnery teams. Mm. I think that's the answer. Yeah, yeah. And then whatever fucking officer you want. Maybe DCO. No, they don't have fucking... They don't have Contain? What the hell? No, you have to get the title to get Contain. 
Oh, that's garbage. It's only four points. What do you take for the officer? I mean, if we're talking about specifically being annoying to thermal shields. Yeah, that's what we're saying. That's what we're talking about. Then you probably take uh, Antilles to get the reroll token. Ray Antilles? Yeah, Ramus Antilles. The reroll token. Yeah. I mean, Ahsoka kind of does the same thing for five points cheaper by just giving you a token when a friendly ship like like you just steal a token and make it whatever you want yeah i don't think there's any rebel officer that just says do more damage yeah that sucks mon karen super great choice true i think it's just a is it even good though like the mc80 battle cruiser hell like, yes hell yes yeah i don't know MC80 Battlecruiser is so good, dude. Double brace is strong. Anyway, you want to move on to the list review? Yeah, let's talk the about downsize it list review. So, downsize it sent us two lists to take a look at. Uh, in our list review segment, we kind of judge each list based off of the following criteria presentation, smell, texture, taste, and creativity. Yep. Uh, if you want your list reviewed, send it on in. Um, either comment on our videos, and we'll take a look at it. So the first one, are they really called Downsize at 1 and Downsize at 2? Well, I mean, he doesn't name them like we do, and I didn't fucking ask. So oh, okay. Yes, they're called Downsize at 1 and Downsize at 2. Okay, okay, okay. So Downsize at 1, these are both Imperial lists, they're both Thrawn lists. They're both, yeah, I mean, yeah. So the, fir the first one here is two ISDs, an ISD2 and a Kuat. It's 73 points of squadrons. The first one, the Imperial 2 has Thrawn, uh, Commander Vanto, Gunnery Team, ECM, Leading Shots, XI-7, Chimera, and Entrapment Formation. With a Kuat that has Palpatine Officer, Gunnery Team, Leading Shots, ACM. Then the squadrons are Merrick, Jendon, two TIE Defenders. Um, then you've got Targeting Beacons, Asteroid Tactics, and Superior Positions as the objective cards. What do you think about this list from a from a presentation, smell, texture, taste, and creativity perspective? Well, I don't know. I just think that it's it's so fucking dangerous to take just a two-ship list at all. Yeah. Like, not having three activations is is detrimental, I think, to just being able to win a game or control the board at all. Right. No, this is this list doesn't look like it's bidding for first. So as second player, they make it a pass token. Yeah. And and also it's it's at four hundred points, so you don't even get to decide if you want second or first. Like you're just leaving it up to your opponent yeah. to to look at your list and say, Well, I've got fighter ambush, so I'll just take second and put all my fighters right in front of you and I'll just uh cut away. You know, like, doesn't that sound awful to you? Like, I, I feel like if you're going to run a two ship list, you want to have a bid, right? You've got to be able to decide, right? If you're, if you're going first or second. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if I had to, right, I would probably take out entrapment formation because I have Thrawn anyway. I don't mm -hmm. need the nav, right? I don't need the speed up, speed down thing. Yeah. 
I can just throw on a nav dial out on turn three or whatever turn it is that I want to jump them. Well, well, really, the Thrawn, what you do is you just you nav on your ships and, and change that, and you just make Thrawn the concentrate fire. Right. Because you're not going to become squadron commanding, really, right? I don't think. Yeah. I mean, even a five-point bid suddenly takes this to a place where, like, okay, at least against the 400-point, like, squadron carrier builds, you can get first player. Because I think with a Kuat, not not just a two-ship list, but a Kuat ISD, you need first player. You want it so bad because... Yeah, because if they're in the front, they just, just move, move that ship away yeah. and you can't get black right. dice in. Right. So, get a bid. I, I don't think... Like, like, and something you'll see, like, both of Downsize It's lists are um, Thrawn lists with an ISD, Commander Vanto. Like, you're going thematic. I love it. Let's just give him a 5 out of 5 for presentation. Because he's going Thrawn, he's going Vanto, Chimera with right. the Fleet Command, another ISD. He's got the Defenders. Presentation is it's right there yep. with what Thrawn wants to be and how he wants to be. Right. Oh, but but I think on the Kuat... Okay, so let me talk about this Kuat. Number one, how many rounds of fire are you going to get out of the front arc? One. Maybe two? With this Kuat? With- no, no, not, not with this Kuat. Uh, you need, you need um, ECM if you want two rounds of fire from your Kuat. No, I think it'll die. It, I know it'll die if you don't have ECM. What are you talking about? If you can't brace? Yeah. On the ECM with a two-ship list? Yeah. You're going to get one round of fire, that's it. And then, like, you got to have Ordnance Experts, right? And just go X-Racks and forget the ACMs. No. See, that's not how I build Kuats. Because he's got Emperor Palpatine oh. on this. So when an enemy ship or unique squadron declares you as the target of an attack, it has to spend one of its defense okay. tokens. So the way you go for that, you put local fire control on it. They attack you, you attack back. You run the Kuat up there, so that when they attack you, you've got red, blue, black to fire back at them after they spend one of their defense tokens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you've got ECMs to protect yourself. Okay, what do you put That's what you in do. the... Um, do you leave ACM there? Assault concussor missiles? I, I used to like running ACM and APT, but I think with thermals now, you have to have the external racks. Your Kuat's going to die no matter what. Are we taking you just leading shots out or leaving it in? Yeah. You have to take leading shots out to make room for it. So it's Palpatine, LFC, ECM, external Rex. But like, I would make room for, like, you want to put PDICs on this because it can't, you've only got four squadrons. You can't. Well, you can't take LFC. You can't deal with wait, that. No, wait, wait, isn't, oh, hold on. What is PDIC? Point defense ion. Campus. No, I know what it is, but what upgrade slot is it? Ion. Oh, well, there's nothing in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could just take it. It's a cheaper leading shots. I know, but like now we're at 401 points. So like well, other I, things have I think, to get moved around. I think around. that the, the ISD2 would have a couple of changes we can throw in there. Yeah, but, but the fighter screen isn't big enough. It's not bulky enough. Like if this goes against like Lumiplo V19s and Y-Wings, those, those squadrons aren't even going to be there. And the Kuat's going to get torn yeah. apart. And gunnery teams, but if you've I got think, PDICs on it. Gunnery teams on an ISD two is fine, but on a black dice ship, gunnery teams, there's not enough area to be reliably hitting multiple targets with your black dice. 
And if that's the case, yeah. then why is it a Kuat? So I think like taking gunnery teams out, putting LFC in there is fine. And if we look at... Because local fire control is good because, I mean, if you get the bid, if you win the bid, you can run your Kuat up there and then, you know, shoot them with local fire control when they shoot back at you. And then you get the first activation, you hit them again. You know, you can you can really fuck some shit up, and you just go intensify firepower instead of take instead of entrapment formation. Right? Entrapment formation. Right, you just the problem with that is, is is expensive. Right now we're we're, well, we're debating I like how many points. Right, but I don't want to um like change the theme of his list. Like he wants to run Chimera, Thrawn, Vanto, Double ISD. Right, like yeah. if you're taking Chimera, you have to take one of these things. Like which one? Dude, I think I think where we get the points is you take the leading shots off of the Imperial too, and you put it with PDICs again. Because again, the fighter screen is not enough. Well, yeah, but that's just just Merrick Gen and two defenders. If you put PDICs on both of your ISDs, you're mitigating a huge amount of damage. You're, you want your ISD Kuat to be up the front anyway, right? With local fire control, Emperor Palpatine, all that stuff. So you know, maybe even with the ships, you're going to be at close range. So you're going to be making them re-roll those die as well. Because PDICs works on ships and squadrons. Okay, so here's here's what I'm I've got. The ISD two with Thrawn, Vanto, Gunnery Team, ECM, XI seven, Chimera, and Intensify Firepower. The yeah. Kuat with Palpatine, LFC, ECM, PDIC, X Rax, Merrick, Jendon, two ties. Two tie defenders. Three ninety six. Three ninety six. So no PDIC on ISD two? I mean I yeah, that can work. ISD two has ECM. I mean, no PDIC on it is what I'm saying. Right. No, no extra points. Well, yeah, I think he's staying I mean, farther yeah. back, right? Like, you're not... Like, like the IC2, like, you don't want to be the one in close range or distance one. Like, that's the yeah. that's the Kuat. Like, keep him back. That's why he still gets gunnery teams, because he's blue yeah. and red. And you can use Vanto, and you can get uh, intensified firepower every round. Yeah. And then when you're ISD Kuat, if you roll your die and you whiff, you can just tilt one of them to a hit on your salvo or on any of your fucking hits, you know? Yeah. If you wanted to go for a bigger bid with this, I would remove gunnery team on the ISD too. That's rough because you, you're, you've only got two ships, so you're not, yeah. you're not going to be shooting that much. Yeah. Well then the other option is like external racks on the Kuat. I have X racks on the Kuat. That's what I'm saying. Like if you wanted to get a bigger bid, like what do you take out? Yeah, you take external racks off, yeah. which is it's really shitty because you're really losing out on damage because you want, I mean, you want the Kuat to do its role. And his objectives, targeting beacons, asteroid tactics, and superior positions. Oh, so Why targeting beacons? So targeting beacons. That's the, the worst one, right? Well, he's getting rerolls. That's just that's right. That's just the problem. Match, the problem with that's targeting not... beacons, though, is that there's only four tokens, and the enemy gets to place two of them. So you really only get two targeting beacons, which means maybe two of your shots you'll get a reroll in. It's not as um, it's not as impactful as you might think. Because if I'm I mean, if I'm your opponent, I'm just going to put two of them away so that they're nowhere near anything. Yeah, I think, I think he, he might have been having a problem because he had gunnery teams on both of them, so he just didn't take advanced gunnery. Right. Because that obviously that interaction doesn't work. But you can put it you can but put it you, now that we took it out. Now you can put it on the Kuat. Now the Kuat's fucking dangerous. Right. And now they've got to pick between your other ones. Right. Okay, that's fair. And then um asteroid tactics. Um I mean this one's I don't like that one. This very one's much. fine because it's recovering defense tokens. Like the Kuat's But it doesn't it doesn't give you anything. Like it doesn't 
it doesn't give you victory points. No, but what it does do is it allows you to to charge your QOT over asteroid fields, recovering tokens, readying tokens, and it's like it's like a it's like an extra defensive retrofit on the QOT. What would you put yeah, instead? Yeah, but is it firelings? Yeah, because now I'm I'm controlling the battlefield, which is what you want to do when you're second player. True. I know where, at least in the part of the board that they want their ships to go. And if I'm outranged by, you know, like an acclimator with Yolaran boosted comms and shit, I can just sit on the objectives and have them come to me. Yep. And when they start to come to me, leap out with my Kuat and tear them apart. True. That's a good one. Firelands is good for double ISD. And then the last um, objective... Superior positions? It's fine. Superior positions is good, but I think since he doesn't have that much squadron, squadron presence, you go that, solar that can corona turn instead. Him, then you go solar corona instead. Yeah, because that solar corona is is better for ships if you don't have very many squadrons, and superior positions is better for lists that have more squadrons. Right, and you just you just you know wherever they deploy, you just deploy coming at them the from side, the yeah. solar corona side, right? So then, yeah. like your front arcs are never going to worry about that. So that's great, and that can work really well. Because then that can help because they, they don't accuracy your, your defense tokens very much and it makes your only two ships more survivable. Yeah. I think that if I were to run a 2IC list, you know, and trying to keep the same theme that he's looking for here with Thrawn, Vanto, and Chimera, this could do well, I think. It's just the two-ship just... list is tough. So he, he did give two us another is, is list tough. that wasn't two ships. Yeah. Which is the same ISD2, Thrawn, Vanto, mm -hmm. Gunner, ECM, Leading Shots, XI7, Chimera, Take Evasive Action, which is basically 200 points. And then the other 200 points, we said, well, what if the second half of the list was squadron focused with a Quasar and Flight Controllers, Gazanti, and then more squadrons? So it's three ties, Merrick, Jendon, Zerdic, and Captain Jonas. Yeah. What do you think about this variant on the downsides of the list? This version is just way better. Yeah. In almost all regards. Because you've got your defenders, you've got Merrick Jendon, which we haven't talked about, but it's the best fucking combo for squadrons. Yeah. And then you've got Zertic Strom, which I really like as a TIE Advanced Squadron. Um, and then Captain Jonas, which is like a little bit off for me. Because like I see what he's trying to do. He wants he wants Jonas to bomb, and then he attacks it with the, the ISD2, and he can get a free accuracy. But, like, uh, it's rolling four blues. So, like, you're going to get one. Right. <laughs> All right. It's like, it's like he, you want to, like, change one of the blanks to another accuracy, I guess, from the reds. But for that, you just switch out, take evasive action for intensify firepower. Like, Vanto allows you to charge your fleet command every round. You just all, will always have it up. Right. Bonto's the boy. He just lets it happen every turn. So you don't have to worry about it. And you should just take something like like Sienna Re, one point more, Interceptor, always obstructed, counter two. You put her next to Zertic Strong. That's really good. So you think swapping Sienna in I would swap I would I would personally swap Sienna in just because I I've played with the ISD2 a lot. It is 
without a doubt, one of the strongest and most powerful ships in Armada. You put a ship in front of it, it'll fucking destroy it. You don't need help with accuracies or anything like that. I mean, it's got, it's got SI-7s. Right. It's got everything. You're it's got already, gunnery teams. Already, it's got Bantu. Yeah. It's got Thrawn. You're only fucking destroying the ship. Yeah. You don't need more accuracies. One round, two round is over. The problem is when you go up against other lists that have more powerful squadron presence than you do. Actually, this is a fucking big squadron. 121 points? Yeah, 120. 120? Yeah. It's like, this is a more well-rounded list than the other one. Just by having, just by separating the Kuat into a Quasar and a Gazanti. Yep. A little bit more squadrons. And if you keep the changes we made to the um, ISD2, uh, this list ends up being 395 points, so you do have a bit of a bit there. Um, I would probably change advanced gunnery out since you have gunnery teams on the only ship that you care about shooting. And maybe That's true. Do... I would change that as well. Yeah, what do you do here? I think you do precision strike or... For, for all the bombers? Yeah, because you got, you got Merrick and you got the defenders. Precision strike works out good. Yeah. You can still leave fire lanes and solar corona. Like... I, would do, I would be a little bit more wary with fire lanes. Because if they if they have double MC80s, they'll just completely power own you. Yes, would, but you get to place them in front of your ISD too, so you at least get three rounds of. They like, they get to move them. They get to move them though. Yeah, that's they get true. to move them up to two. So what about? I would go for something more like contested outpost. True, and you can just park there. Park there, yeah. And then I, I would switch out Solar Corona for superior positions or another. Oh yeah, you can go back to superior one. positions now because you have bombers. But the second one he has is 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 pretty solid. Yeah. There's not much we changed. We changed a squadron and one upgrade. Yep. That's all we changed. Yeah. yeah. It it's was really the Kuat that having... we did most of the changes to on the last list day. Eh? Yeah, the, the Kuat, yeah. It, the Kuat wasn't like synergizing with like itself. Yeah. Cool. Good list. Thanks for sending them in. And thank you for for asking us to review your list. Yeah. Cool. All right. Got anything else for today? Um, no, do an outro, plug our, our stuff. Tell them to listen to fucking uh, I don't have any, YouTube videos. I don't have any outro in the show notes, so... Oh, you shithead. You're going to make me come up with a fucking outro just so you can... Uh, this is why I make you say shit like we're sponsored by Hondo, all right? We are sponsored by Hondo and, and Rapid Launch Base. This is a Rapid Launch Base podcast. Thanks for watching. Okay. Well, I'll fucking... Next time I'll have a fucking outro for you, goddamn. You can record an outro later too. I won't do that. <laughs> okay, ta ta for now. All right, bye.